Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new little bevy. A new bevy. And you guys, this week we are talking how to embrace change. We're going to be talking about the major life transitions that we all go through, how people react to change, and how we can learn to embrace change in our own lives, which I do think is at the core of the podcast. Truly, and honestly, of life itself. Wow. (laughs) Whoa. So cool. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) And you guys know you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. Let me Bring out the drink. drink. Corinne got it today. I'm so excited. I don't know if we've had this. I've never seen this in my life. Nat, do you want to read one of this? Okay, this is Vina Prebiotic Soda in Ginger Fizz. It says soda with Mm. smarts. It's stevia-free, which you know I like. Oh, yeah. Because I don't like stevia. I wonder what the sweetener is then. Oh, it's just cane sugar. I love sugar. Just good old sugar. But there's not much sugar in it. I don't know. Five grams. I will say, we know we did that gut health episode. This is one of those things where they've made gut health Uh, the whole thing. Yeah, capitalism. brain, gut health, drink smart. And there is, you know, the brain-gut connection, but everything nowadays They're just really going ham. I was just making sure. Am I supposed to to shake it? No. No, it is a soda. Oh, true. Can I tell you something? That I've done, that I literally have, for the past nine and a half years, never done. Uh-oh. And I just feel like I have to tell you. Uh-oh. So. Nine and a half years. Okay. hmm Whenever anybody gets a puppy and they say, like, what's, like, your number one thing? I say, do not let them sleep in your bed. <gasps> do not let them sleep in your bed. Because they, it creates a monster. hmm And I know that from experience. They don't, they can't adapt anywhere else if they're not in the bed. And it's just like, sometimes they're, you know, they're moving around. It's like, I don't want you in my bed. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the past two nights, I've literally never let Zeppelin sleep in my bed. And I was like, do you want to sleep with me tonight? <gasps> I feel like, what's happening? I don't know. Maybe I just feel like he's getting older or something. I know. I feel like you've been like kind of concerned about his age. Yes. And I just feel like we're not having enough mommy and me time or something. And so he slept in my bed the past two nights. And then, oh, I just— this Does he morning, cuddle with you? Or he kind of sits, like, sleeps on the bot, like, he, the end? He sleeps on the end. He gets hot easily. Mm-hmm. But it was—in so, the morning, he, like, came up to me when my alarm went off. And then he kind of, like, sat on me. And then it was just so sweet to wake up. And he was sitting there with his little face. And I said, hi, good morning. So you think this is going to, this might be a thing? I'm concerned yeah. because I, so I thought, I think tonight I can't. I think tonight he's going to have to sleep in his crate mm-hmm. where he slept for nine and a half years and loves it. I say it's time for Nanai. He runs into his crate, close the door. That's our routine. So, but I think if, I can't let him think that we're doing this all the time. Yeah. But at some point. I'm actually kind of happy you guys have had that moment. Yeah. That experience. Because also here's the thing. Now he's nine and a half. When he was a puppy, 
if he was in my bed, I would have not slept. Oh, he was moving and, you know, all, ugh, there's no way. Yeah. But he's just a little old man now. Yeah. He's I could so see it. Sweet. The one thing is he's very loud. I was going to say, how do you sleep with him, like, you know, breathing and snoring? And- I think I'm just so used to it. But, yeah, he is snoring. Maybe it's more like a sound machine. Well, I also have my fan going. Oh, okay. So it kind of drowns it out. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a hypocrite, though. No, I mean, I understand that gateway because, so Archie's crate is in our room. So he sleeps in our room every night, but he sleeps in his crate. So right before bed, we do our, like, nighttime cuddles on the bed. Mm -hmm. And he, like, loves it. And we just, like, cuddle right before sleep. And then he gets his scratches. And then he goes in. But I could see how I could be like... Is just sleep here the night. I know. And I, it, I do think one day it will happen. Over. If I get like COVID again, maybe he <sighs> would like sleep with me. Yeah. You know? I know. We've done naps together. Oh, me and Zeppelin do naps all the time, but not in my bed mm-hmm. on the couch. I really never let him sleep in my bed. Well, maybe you're just embracing his changing age. <sighs> hey. Great transition. <laughs> Great So transition. let's get into the episode, which is how to embrace change. Yep. You know, we've all heard that phrase, the only constant in life is change. And with I the, actually have not. You've never heard that? Mm-mm. Oh, I, I feel like I hear that. And then I also hear the only guarantee is death and taxes. I've heard that. And then I've also heard when you make plans, God laughs oh, or something. Mm-hmm. There's some thing, yep. version of that. Heard that. All the, all the same. Yes. Well, you would think that with the amount of change that we're always constantly facing, that we would be comfy living our lives in the midst of a changing world. But I, when we hear the word change, I think people get very worried. Which is understandable because change can be very scary. And often it is outside of our control. A result of decisions by people in power, maybe you have an illness or even like the weather can change outcomes. But even when we seek change, whether that be in government, the law, or our own personal lives, when the change actually occurs, we can have a difficult time adjusting to it. So we thought we would get into how we can embrace and transmute change yes but i do believe we should get into some fun facts the facts so the author bruce feiler wrote a book called life is in the transitions mastering change at any age which after researching this episode i ordered on amazon immediately yeah because i'm very excited about it but so after interviewing hundreds of people about their transitions he found that a major change in life occurs on average every 12 to 18 months. Huge changes, what Filer calls life quakes, happen three to five times in each person's life, which me and Natalie were like, I've had a few a few life quakes now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> well, we're getting up there. Some life quakes are voluntary and joyful, such as getting married or having a child. Others are involuntary and unwelcome, such as unemployment or life-threatening illnesses. Mm -hmm. Another fact is that more than half of them, 53%, are out of our control, such as a sudden loss of a loved one or a job, and we choose nearly half of the changes in our life, 47%, such as moving or changing careers, and the others kind of are like natural disasters, things like 9-11, the COVID-19 pandemic that we experience along with other people. 
like a global change that's like, holy shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, research shows that we tend to see past events, even unwanted ones, as net positives over time. So Mm -hmm. even if you're having this change and you're like, this is terrible, you're often able to look back and reflect and be like, okay, like there was a meaning for that. This came out of it. Also, research on how people derive a sense of purpose has found that while periods of pain and struggle make us temporarily unhappy, they also make us feel as if our lives have more meaning. Mm-hmm. I can totally see those last two. Like, I think in my in my experience, you always look back and you're like, I get it. I see. I you get know. it. Or that change, you know, it does make life more meaningful when you realize, like, the fragility of life. You realize yeah. the, like— I don't know, I think you take a lot more appreciation for what you have. Mm-hmm. And gratitude comes out of change yep. a lot of the time. Yep. But let's get into what is a life transition? So the definition. A life transition is any change or adjustment that impacts your life in a significant way. We all experience transitions throughout our lives, big and small, planned and unplanned. And here are some of the most common life changes we experience. A move, a serious accident, developing a severe illness and or recovering from one. Then there's rites of passage. So there's like entering puberty, adulthood, menopause, aging in general, career changes. Maybe you got a promotion or a new job or career, a layoff, retirement. Then there's the family dynamics. Maybe you got a new baby, an additional baby. Maybe it's an empty nest, a breakup, divorce, a death, the whole nine. And finally, education. So leaving or returning to school, going to a new school, graduation, et cetera. It is the transitions of life. Those are the transitions of life. (laughs) Yes. And the transitions of life happen actually in three stages. So one, there is the long goodbye when we confront our emotions and say goodbye to people or situations we're leaving behind. Two. long goodbye the messy middle, where we shed certain habits and create new ones, and three, the new beginning, when we unveil our new selves. And I actually want to talk about that because I think uh, I've had a lot of recent life transitions, but one that like I think I've talked about a lot was me and Joe moving in together. That was like, it was not seamless. It wasn't just like roses and like there was like a friction. Mm -hmm. And I think I also had to like mourn living by myself because yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I had to like, then there was the messy middle of like me and Joe trying to compromise and figure out what's going to work, who's going to do the chores, who's going to do this. I mean, let's never forget when Joe said he couldn't help me clean for five minutes. And then now he cleans oh. all the time. Like there was just like all. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Remember that? And he was like, I don't know if I can fit that. I don't know if I'm able to Or do when that. he recycled stuff by throwing it off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, like things like that. Where I think we both had to just like, it was just, it wasn't like we were fighting. It was just right. like, it was just oh, like you, wow, we don't align on that. Yeah, and then— I take my recycling down with the elevator. I, that was crazy when he said, <laughs> can I throw my the recycling off the balcony? I said, what? It's like, it'll get down quicker. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to get kicked out of the building. Um, but then I do think we found, like, our flow, our groove. Like, there's kind of just this natural, like— system and order that works for the both of us. And now there is that kind of new beginning. And so at least for that like very small example, like I see all three of those stages for sure. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's good to know that like there is an end. 
yes. to all of it. I'm curious when you read the book, and you can report back oh, yeah, I will. when you when you finish, but why is it the long goodbye? Hmm. Does it take the longest? When we or... confront our emotions and say goodbye to the people or situations we're leaving behind. Is it because it took a long time to get there? I'm curious. It could, yeah. I, I have a feeling I'll report back that yeah. it is maybe the hardest part is like maybe, you oh, know. for sure. Really letting go of whatever that previous circumstance was. Whatever it it's is. It's scary. It is very scary. And people react to change differently. Yes. Resistance to change is a natural result of fear, and fear is a natural response to something we perceive as threatening or dangerous in some way. So any change, even one that we think we want, can have a domino effect, causing unexpected ripples of change in other areas of life, which we perceive as threatening. But the key word in these sentences is perceive. When we begin to think positively about something, we change our perception of it, which changes our feelings about it, and therefore our attitudes. Yes. So people react to change in a bunch of different ways. So I think it's important to know that even positive change can make us feel uneasy. And it's okay to feel like this. And it's interesting to note that the brain tends to deal with all types of major change in the same way. So even seemingly positive life changes, such as having a baby or celebrating a new marriage, can prompt the brain to react with unease and discomfort. Like you have all Mm -hmm. these neural pathways that know one thing and you're building new ones and you're like, your brain's like, ah, Yes. I mean, even like me and Joe moving in together. Another great example was like, it's such a great thing, but yeah. it was like scary. It's scary. Also, people initially tend to focus on what they have to give up, which is human nature for an individual's first reaction to a suggested change to be a personal sense of loss. Yeah, that's the long goodbye, like that morning. Right. Also, people can feel alone even if everyone else is going through the same thing. It is also human nature to have a, like, why me attitude about change even if everyone around you faces the same thing. Yeah. Like the pandemic. Like, it was a, that was a collective experience, but it did feel very personal, too. It's just crazy to me when I think back on that. I mean, I guess, yeah, we're out of it. But that it affected every single person on planet Earth. Yeah. That's crazy. For the most part, except for, like, people who are, like, in remote in areas. North who Korea. Know. Oh. Did they know? Who know? I, I don't know. They I had guess, to have. Well, you know what? They probably didn't have a single case of it. How would they have gotten it? That is true. Nobody goes in or out. Huh. Interesting. I'm going Google- like, to be Googling that later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> people can also only handle so much change. Beyond a few changes or even just one, if it's a significant change, people become immobilized and less productive. That's me. Yeah. You just freeze. freeze. Fight, flight, freeze. Freeze up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, people are at different levels of readiness for change. Although almost everyone will experience some resistance to change, some people will start getting excited about the change while others will dread and resist doing anything differently for as long as they can. So there's like a range of different reactions that people can have to change. Yeah. But if your reaction is is maybe more intense than others, there is a possibility that you have something called an adjustment disorder, which I thought was really fascinating. Yes. Okay, wait. Could, 
Tell us more. Okay, so like work problems, going away to school, an illness, or any number of life changes can cause stress, of course. Most of the time, people get used to such changes within like a few months. But if you have an adjustment disorder, you continue to have emotional or behavioral responses that can make you feel more anxious or depressed. So adjustment disorders are excessive reactions to stress that involve negative thoughts, strong emotions, and changes in behavior. The reaction to a stressful change or event is much more intense than it would typically be expected. Okay. Um, so symptoms of an adjustment disorder start within three months of a stressful event, and these symptoms usually last no longer than six months after the end of a stressful event, but constant or lasting adjustment disorders can continue for like more than six months. So if you feel yourself like, hey, I'm really not handling this well, you might have to talk to a doctor or a mental health professional and, and see if they can help you getting through and moving through that new phase of life. Yeah, very interesting. I wonder, like, the criteria for being diagnosed. I think it's, like, if it's, like, past a few months of whatever the change is and you're not feeling, like, some sense of adjustment. Like, right. you know, just getting used to it. Yeah. Very interesting. So how can we embrace change in our life. Yes. Well, it can be challenging, but it is an essential part of personal growth and development and a very normal part of the human experience. So we've got 10 tips to help you embrace change and navigate through transitions more effectively. So number one is to acknowledge your feelings. Change can trigger a range of emotions, fear, anxiety, uncertainty, you know, the whole shebang. And it's okay to feel these emotions and acknowledge them without judgment. Recognizing your feelings allows you to process them and to move forward. Yes, you also can reframe your perspective. Instead of viewing change as a threat, try to see it as an opportunity for growth and learning. Embrace a positive mindset and focus on the potential benefits that the change might bring. That's my speed. I love to do that. I love a reframe. I love a re silver lining. Love a reframe. <laughs> Be open-minded. Approach change with an open mind and a willingness to explore new possibilities. Be receptive to new ideas and perspectives and be willing to adapt your beliefs or attitudes if needed. Yes. Also, set realistic expectations. So understand that change takes time and may come with challenges. Set realistic expectations for yourself and the process. Be patient and allow yourself the space to adjust. Yes. Also, break it down. If the change is feeling overwhelming, break it down into smaller, manageable steps, and then just focus on one step at a time, celebrating your progress along the way. You can also focus on what you can control. I think that's a control yeah. is such a big part of that resistance. It's like I can't well, can't control this, and it's it is anxiety in a nutshell. Right. Like, I have no control. Yes. Mm -hmm. So not everything in a changing situation is within your control. Focus on the aspects that you can control and let go of the rest. This can help reduce feelings of helplessness and empower you to take positive actions. I also think it's important to note that slightly more than 50% of the big changes are ones that are out of your control. Right. So... So you got you have you to be have able to. to let go of control of what you can't. Yes, yes. And there are things you can control. Th yes. This is why I obsessively clean. Next is to practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself during times of change. Accept that you may make mistakes or encounter setbacks, but remember that they're all part of the learning process. Yes. And then embrace flexibility. And I'm going to say mentally and physically. 
Yes. Change often requires flexibility and adaptability. Be willing to adjust your plans and expectations as the situation evolves. And then also take a stretch video. Oh, I love a stretch video. Why are you laughing, Natalie? (laughs) Oh, God, here she goes. Why? (laughs) Because I said stretching? I don't know. I don't know. This clip of um, 30 Rock just played in my head where he's like, (laughs) he's like, you guys, wait, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> Natalie. That's my intrusive thought. Okay, I have intrusive thoughts of like really random things that make me laugh. Whew, okay. I'll show it to you after. <laughs> you remember 30 Rock, right? Yeah, of course. The guy, and he goes, thank you for coming to my birthday. I don't remember specifics. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> Celebrate Celebrate progress. progress. (laughs) Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements and progress as you navigate through the change. Recognize the efforts you've made, no matter how small they may seem. And lastly, step 10, embrace the unknown. Change often involves stepping into the unknown, embrace uncertainty, and see it as an adventure rather than a source of fear. Think of it this way. The physiological symptoms of anxiety, aka fear, include rapid and irregular heart rate, rapid breathing, feeling lightheaded and or sweaty. Interestingly, these are the very same symptoms we experience when we are excited about something. This is what my mom used to do to me um, for roller coasters. She'd be, yeah. I'd be standing in line and be like, I'm so scared. She'd be like, you can't say you're scared. You have to say I'm excited. I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> but then I really love roller coasters. <laughs> so think of it that way. Think of it as riding a roller coaster. It's a matter of viewpoint. Yes, totally. Is- so what can we do when we're going through change and we're feeling uncomfortable feelings and emotions? <sighs> yes. Well, journaling, you know we love a journal. It's a great way to work through your feelings surrounding a change you're going through. You can open up a page and ask yourself, what are my biggest fears or concerns about this change? What have I learned from past experiences with change and how did I navigate them? What are some small steps I can take today to embrace this change and move forward? You can also do some future self-writing and write a letter from your future self to your current self describing how you hope to have grown and evolved through this change. I love that. Yes. And think of the best possible outcomes that this change could have on your life and try to operate from that perspective. I love that. And if you are going through a life change, here is something to remember. A large amount of literature talks about post-traumatic growth in which people derive long-term benefits from painful experiences, including more appreciation for life, richer relationships, greater resilience, and deeper spirituality. So point being is there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and, you know, we don't want anyone to have any trauma, of course. Right. But there is— part of life. There's something to gain sometimes from there. So we hope you guys learn more about life transitions, how humans react to change, and how to embrace whatever change you're experiencing in your life. Yes. And uh, now, so let's circle back on the Vena prebiotic soda, soda in the ginger fizz flavor. It says soda with smarts. Soda with smarts. And introduce our hottie of the week. Well, our hottie this week is on the theme of going through something and coming out and looking back and saying, hey, that made me who I am today. Totally. And it's Adam De- Divine. 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 Not Devine. Divine. Yes. Because he got in like this terrible, he was run over by 
a truck when he was a child. Crazy. Crazy. And then I actually did look up because he said, like, his legs still had, like, significant damage. And so I looked up Adam Devine, Devine legs. They are very scarred up. Oh, wow. But he said that, like, the reason he's a comedian is because of that experience. So. So, hey. Lemonade out of lemons? Lemonade, yes, yes. That was a major transition. Totally. Change. Oh, he also had to learn how to walk. Yeah. Again, he was in a wheelchair. Insane. Crazy. So Crazy. insane. So, yeah, he's our hottie. It's, I, it's fine. I, I like it. I can't tell if it gives me a tummy ache or not. Yeah, I could see that. Sometimes these give me a little tummy ache. Yeah, we also have had a lot of probiotics. Oh, true, true. So, but I think flavor-wise, I'd give it a, I like it, an eight. I'd, I'd give it an eight, yeah. I like the, um, it's not like a ginger ale, it's more like a ginger beer. Yeah, but not as heavy. Right. I mean, not as like um like spicy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So an eight out of Adam Divine. 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 No. Divine. Divine. <laughs> All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap up game. And this week it's unpopular opinion. Unpopular. I have mine. You go first, because I definitely wrote something down the other day, but I have to find it in my phone. Well, so you know how you commented on my nails? So when uh, we first got in, Natalie was like, oh my gosh, I like your nails. And I was like, thank you so much, but I have something to say about my nails. Oh, yes. Well, if you don't notice, Natalie, what do you notice about my nails? That they're beautiful, blue, and short. Short. Yes. So my nails are short, not by choice. Right. They broke off. Yes. I've had like, um, I've like kind of done longer nails recently. Mm-hmm. And I went to the nail salon because two of them broke in half, snapped in half. <laughs> right. And I was like, can you just put like a little tip on it? And they were like, oh, we don't do that here. So I was like, what? I know. I guess they're non-toxic, so they don't do like acrylic. <sighs> so I had to cut all my nails down to the bone. <sighs> and then I went, girls, what have we been doing? I can touch so many things. I'm free. All, there's so much with the long nails. I did not realize I that you've been missing. I've been missing out on. Yeah. You know when you apply like your um, face cream, but you stick your finger in the jar and it all goes into your nail and then you get to take it out and put it in, on your... Does that not happen to you? I don't do that. No. Um, I go in the other way so it doesn't do that. Okay. Well, that didn't happen to me. I was, uh. I was picking it out of my nail and then putting <laughs> no. it onto my face. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I went the other direction. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much things I can touch, buttons. I feel like oh, I have new yeah. hands. Yeah. Oh, totally. And so my unpopular opinion is that short nails kind of slap for a moment. Yeah. I don't think I, I will. I'm growing them out currently. Uh-huh. I would like them to be long again. But I'm kind of having fun having short nails. Okay. Well, oh, so this is a good thing. Because yes. when I commented and you said, oh, I have to talk about it, I thought, oh, it's a bad thing. Well, I didn't want to even say another word about him because oh. all I'm thinking about is that my nails are short. Though I will say it's making my fingers look very stubby. Oh, I don't think so. Very stubby. I don't think so. I love the color and I love the shape. But I will say, I broke a nail before I got these ones done. And I just like cut it off. It was like the day before I was had my appointment. So I just... Clipped it off, filed it down, and it was just my normal ass nail. And I have the smallest nails of all time. And I looked at it and I thought, my hand really, it gets 
way more length with a no, nail. No, I know. And now, like, like this dubbiness for me is so real. Because your nail bed is actually so small. My, I mean, you've seen my pinky nail. Yeah, it's it's like a... It's like an actual infant. Yeah, like a drop of water. Yeah. Like a drop And then my toenail, my, <laughs> my pinky toenail. That toenail, one's really small. That one doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I get my toes done, which is rare because I just do them myself, but they're always like, you don't have a pinky toenail. I'm like, ha, 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 ha I fucking know. <laughs> Honey, is this just like a friendly reminder to the girlies? Yeah. Maybe like try a short nail moment for a month. Yeah. Get some things done. You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of things I realized I was Maybe if hindered. Like going camping or like doing some sort of outdoor activity. It's just like a whole new lease on life. I totally. Oh, my God. Putting the fucking credit card in the in the parking, the street meter. There's so many things I can oh do. Oh, my God. I've had to help multiple women at the Century City Mall get their credit cards out of the parking machine thing. And I also realized you changed the way you use your hands. So, uh-huh. like, even when I was texting on my phone, I was going, like, like this. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can use, like, the tip of my finger. I don't have right. to just press everything with the palm, like, the balm of my hand. Right. It's, it's, I am growing them out again and they will be long. Right, soon. right, right. But for, hey, for now, and they look great. Thank you. I really love that color. Thank you. Thanks Thanks your, so much. It makes your skin tone pop. You know what I realized? Okay, another little diversion. Yeah. I've been into that color theory thing. Oh, yep. I'm a winter. Interesting. I'm a winter, so bright, bold colors look good on me. Me and Priyanka Chopra. Ah. Winters. Winters. Yes. God, how did you, you just Googled? So I've been, well, I've been like, you know, it's very confusing. You see all this stuff like, what season am I? Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So I've taken a bunch of like the quizzes online, but every time I take a quiz, I get winter. Uh-huh. And now I kind of know what colors I'm, I, this color I'm wearing right now, not my color. This is a, oh. um, like a spring, like I shouldn't wear pastels. Oh, okay. I should be wearing bright colors like that. Right, like. Can you see? I can see. I can absolutely see. I've learned so much. I, I used to think to... I couldn't wear blue, but it was just because I was wearing light the blue. The wrong shade. <gasps> I we should do what... a color theory episode. We should. You know I could get into it. But I know color theory more from like an artistic standpoint yeah. and not from like a how it goes on my skin tone standpoint. You would be interesting because you're a natural blonde. Yeah. But you look good with dark hair. I look better with dark hair. So it's like, I wonder what you are. I would like to know. I would like to take whatever like quizzes you took. Okay. The one let me, I have. Guys, let us know if you want a color theory episode. Yeah. I have taken quizzes on should I be wearing silver or gold? And I'm I. Silver. Mine is either. Mine said you can go either way. Well, are you cool toned or warm toned? I'm so dead middle neutral. Okay. So I'm cool toned. So I should be wearing silver. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to try not to think about that. I think gold looks so good on you, though. Mm, I look better in silver. Trust. <laughs> Trust, Trust and believe. Me. I'm really upset about it. Anyways, okay. okay. Wait, wait, wait. What? I have one little tiny more thing. Okay. It's kind of on the same level of yes. something that I have recently discovered that I'm really enjoying. Have you heard of Kibby? Yes. Oh, my God. I am a— uh, Oh, my God. You know? I am a— Something, are you a gamine? No, no, no. Those are really small women. No, I'm a a natural. I'm a, I thought, not a soft natural. I'm I'm a soft natural. I'm, hold on. Well, she's looking that up. So it's this like, there's like 13 body types, so to speak. And I think it was like a stylist that came up with this like years ago, named something Kibby. 
K-I-B-B-E. If you I'm a, look it oh, up. sorry. Classic. Sorry. Oh, I am a dramatic classic. Yes. 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 Okay. So there's all these different like, you, and this is another one you can like take a quiz on. And it's like very specific. Yeah. But I'm learning more about it. And I was trying to think, I was like, I wonder what Corinne is. Because there's like the more angular, like you have more angular Oh, no, I'm bones. a soft classic. Soft classic? That, that's not a, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, I'm soft classic. I think Jessica Chastain is a soft classic. I'm a soft natural. Yes. Yes, Jessica Chastain, soft classic. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. So, because you're tall, too. Soft naturals are short. Yeah, no, I'm tall and I have wide, like I have wide um, broad shoulders, shoulders. Broad shoulders that like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all so. Then I learned that the like soft element is the broadness. Okay. So if you're like a soft blank, it's that you're broad in the shoulders. So basically, you can like see what type you are, and then you can see like the very specific types of clothes that work really well on you. Yes, I've been so fascinated by it. Yeah. The the poster child for soft classic is Kat Dennings. Yes. And it very similar. Makes uh-huh. complete sense. Makes complete sense. Oh, my God. So, anyways, look that up if you want. Or, hey, we could do a whole episode. <laughs> okay, um, now, what is your unpopular opinion? Okay, my unpopular opinion. opinion. So, you know how people—I guess it's not so much anymore, but it does happen every once in a while— blow, like, huge vape clouds— like, they'll be walking and they'll just, like, blow a giant vape cloud. I'm so blessed that I have not been in that experience, but I can imagine that happen. In college, like, you wouldn't be walking across campus and some dude blows, like, a huge vape cloud? I mean, I guess. Like, at a frat party, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I kind of like when I am caught in that. Because sometimes it smells like cotton candy or something, and I'm like, ooh, it's kind of like a fun new smell. <laughs> I can see that. Like, I was walking Zeppelin the other day, and this person blew, <laughs> like, this huge vape cloud, and it blew towards me, and it was, like, mango or something, and I thought— I'm not going to lie. It smells nice. Okay. I th- I love that for you. It's like a new experience. I mean, it yeah. sucks being like stuck behind or someone's like blowing cigarette smoke in your face and you right. like, are stuck in a, a long line. Right. Like, Could you not? Please. Could you not? But like a fun little like just breeze, a passing breeze. A breeze of cotton candy scent? I don't mind it. I- Sign me up. <laughs> I love that for you. Hey. I hope you have more experiences like that. I do too. I never really had that. I would, I mean, I have had it happen before. Yeah. But it doesn't happen often, to, often it's, to me. It's much, it was very popular. Like 2012, I feel like that's when people were vaping. Yeah. Like when we first got to college, the, the frat boys, vaping. But I feel like now the little jewels, they don't make like such a big cloud. I literally just watched a video yesterday of one exploding while it was being <gasps> charged next to a baby. <gasps> It was, oh like, God. in this woman's kitchen. It was, like, you know, her ring camera thing. And her baby was sitting in the high chair. And it, her vape pen just exploded. <gasps> the baby was fine. Oh, my God. But it was just, like, you know, they explode all the time. I didn't stuff. know that. Vape pens? That's crazy. They explode all the time. It's, like, every other day. It's, like, pew. Oh, shit. Another? Moss knows. Yeah. Oh, Moss has heard that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I am not up to... Oh, those things explode. Talk about random explosions. Are those lithium batteries? I don't know what they are. Because, they- you know, they talk about those at the airport all the time, and I say, I don't even... I might have a lithium battery in my... I don't know. I don't want a scary one, but... The away bags? Well, yes, but I don't want a scary one, but I was talking to a, a pilot. Don't ask why or how, um, but I was, and the most scared that a pilot will ever be on board... Not turbulence, not whatever, is a fire. 
a battery fire in one of your little fucking bags because there is nothing you can do. Like, it is almost 100% fatal. That's why they make it such a big deal. Like, you cannot fly with— Like, if one of your your little vape pens explodes but in the cargo, the plane's going down. Right. Like, they can't land— They don't have—they can't land it? Well, they can't land it in time before it, like, engulfs the whole plane. Because of the fumes or something? It's just, like, a fire spreads so fast. Right. And, like, it's going to get too smoky. Like, it's—they were, like, biggest fear for a pilot is a fire. There's There's nothing we can do. God. Well, now it really makes me wonder— do I own anything that is a lithium battery? <laughs> and all this time when they're really, like, do you have a lithium battery? And I'm like, no, maybe I do. They do. I, have, I think they, they they put our bags through a thing too. Right. So they would catch it. They had those Samsungs for a while that were exploding li- lithium batteries. Oh, the computers? No, the phones. Oh, the phones. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They had those phones that for a while spontaneously exploding. Yeah. So that's not good. <laughs> well, you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, we have similar episodes. Episode 87, Aging Joyfully, How to Embrace Getting Older, a big change in our lives. Uh-huh. Or episode 125, How to Survive a Quarter Life Crisis. And you know, you can always write in with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. Yes. And we love you guys and we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. 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 